0: podcast to show you who I am, uh, Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans, uh, please listen every day to the showcase, the opinions and knowledge that anyone can tell you, showing you how it is done, proving I am number one, what a legend becomes, this is now my time to show you that I am here, uh. this podcast just to make it loud and clear, uh, by the fans, uh, for the fans, uh, not many who's here can understand. Everything Pro Wrestling, if can never be you Listen to the podcast here for the people The best show that's here, so listen in Let the knowledge begin, the opinion and the lesson,
1: yes. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans I am your host, Conrad Cushman With me today, I have my co-host, Derek Shelton What up, what up, what up? We are getting ready to review night two of Wrestlemania 36. So, we've done it. We've been here. The wait is over. Let's get ready for the review, shall
0: we? Let's Well...
1: WrestleMania Night 2 was in the books, Derek. We had a tremendous event on our hands. Uh, It's going to be fairly interesting to see how a lot of people react to this. I don't know if they're going to have the exact same reactions that we are going to have, but I think it'll be fairly interesting to uh, talk about the entire show. I agree. Uh, Let's see who we got in the chat first and foremost. Big shout out to my man, Original Biggie uh hopefully you are enjoying everything good sir he was the first one in here so i got to give original biggie ob1 some true props checked out your live stream earlier homie it was really good uh pr nightmare nelson what's happening bro good to see you in here rob's in the house rob we wish you were here brother wish you were here uh Derek, i see Derek's in the chat but he's right here too Uh, Connor is in the house. Connor, what is going on, my brother? And Elijah Washington is in the house. Elijah, we are going to talk about that moment you just wrote about. So make sure that you guys are tuning in. Now, how can you guys help out everything pro wrestling? It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy, guys. Do me a favor. Make sure that you guys first all hit that like button. When new people come into the chat, let them know to hit the like button. And if you're listening on audio, subscribe. Same thing for the YouTube people. If you subscribe, a cool little pop-up should come up on the screen. You guys will love it. It's pretty funny. Uh, It's Otis, so people will love it. And we're always looking for new subscribers to the channel as far as this goes. Now... When it comes down to anything else, how can you help support everything pro wrestling? It's pretty simple, guys. And excuse my rollback, if you don't mind. We've got some new uh, stuff coming up, so if you guys want to get some of the merch, you guys can get that uh, Delco. We're gonna have the site up for that soon, so be on the lookout. It'll be in the link tree, everywhere else. You guys can also get some shirts from T Public. Uh, help support everything pro wrestling. We're the brand. we to an indie show, a wrestling show. Wear it anywhere, tweet it out to me, and I'll retweet it, guaranteed, as yep. long as you're not doing something super inappropriate with it, but uh, other than that, guys, I appreciate the EPW group, man, so let's talk about WrestleMania Night 2. I've done enough jibber jabber. We had Stephanie McMahon once again with the intro here. Uh, she, she does a pretty good job at this. I feel like this is her new place. We didn't bring this up too much yesterday because I really didn't think nothing of it. But this is like Stephanie's new norm, in my opinion, uh, yeah. doing the intro. We got that same pirate intro once again. Uh, Johnny Depp uh, doing the voiceovers for it. Tremendous. Right. Uh, no complaints about it. Uh, I thought this was really good. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> Zeus called me merch freak <laughs> like uh, Nick Jackson from AEW. I got you, bro. Uh, Yeah. So, it's just what it is. Exactly. Now, the first match on this card is the NXT Women's Championship match. I know some of you are saying you didn't talk about the pre-show. I didn't talk about it yesterday. The only thing that was a highlight from that was Cesaro doing the uh, UFO airplane spin. Mm -hmm. And and he won from it. haven't seen someone win from an airplane spin since, like, way back in the day. And we're going to start off here with uh, the NXT Women's Title match. Liv versus Natalya Happen. I don't know who won. Someone in the chat let me know. I missed the entire thing. I was taking care of some business. Didn't have time for it. NXT Women's Title D. We have Rhea Ripley, your girl, versus woo, Charlotte Flair. Uh, chat, I got to hear your thoughts on this one because it seems like I I know how the reaction was, and that's what I saw mostly from it. Uh, Rhea Ripley is the NXT Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair won the Women's Royal Rumble this year. She earned her spot to WrestleMania by winning the Royal Rumble, and she chose to challenge the NXT Champion. Something very different that we wouldn't usually get to see. Definitely different. Um, (laughs) Don't sound all depressed. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Steve in the chat. I see Steve came in here um i think he's under this black guy underscore we also have my man y2k in the house y2k what's going on brother prince rockstar is in here jeremy harris jesus Delion, de brian walsh good evening good sir good to have you in here uh and they are telling me live morgan won so good move not mad at it but let's talk about this women's title match for nxtd <sighs> now look it didn't it wasn't a bad match i thought this was a really good match I got some serious um, NXT vibes from this. Like, Charlotte performed a lot better, in my opinion, than she usually does for what she's been given. But I also think that Rhea Ripley looked like a star here. Yes. They they, they did do she a did. good job with that. But I can't tell you anything different than I felt like I kind of got the the heebie, heebie-jeebies a little bit from this because... I th- I saw a lot of like Sting flair in this. I think that Rhea Ripley could be a perfect opponent if you want to have these Charlotte great matches. You want to do these trilogy matches like her father had with people. I think that this is how you do it.
2: Exactly. Um, you know it's the set. The setup was perfect. I'm just <laughs> okay. All right. What is the deal with having Charlotte and
1: Becky winning? Wait. Time out. Becky was who the people wanted. So, Mm. you can't say that. You can't say one minute you want something, then you don't. I didn't want Becky to win. I wanted Shayna to win. No, no, no. We're not talking about yesterday. You got to go back. We're talking about going back to SummerSlam. You guys cheered for Becky. You wanted Becky to be in the spot. Yeah, I cheered for her then. No, you can't flip-flop. You can't be fickle. No, I'm going to be fickle. I'm calling fickle bullshit if anybody does this. I'm going to be
2: fickle because I don't give a fuck
1: about 365, okay? That's what they decided, bro. Listen, I don't hate Becky. Becky's whatever. We're not talking about this. Let's talk about Charlotte. Fuck Charlotte, too. Come on, bro. Dude, when she said... Everything Pro Wrestling does not endorse this (laughs) right now. When she said... She
2: has touched every single gold in the WWE and including NXT. What was the purpose of you getting this title back? What was the purpose of you bringing Rhea Ripley to WrestleMania just to put her back at NXT without the
1: belt? Now look, look. Credit to on Twitter, uh, Lewis one phil He said that he saw a lot of flair steamboat in this. I see sting, flair. I don't know. There There's more to this story, I feel, D. I think we're wow. we're too early on this. I think you're judging this way too early. Uh, I'm, Listen, I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan. At all. You know it. I was mad when she went at 32. I thought that was Sasha's night. And I really thought that when she beat Asuka, that was Asuka's night, too. Yes. Maybe I'm just hating on Charlotte, but I felt it was other people's time. Charlotte has been handed a lot of things, and she's given out a lot of disappointing L's. And they put her in that position uh, easily. Like I said, once I saw the figure eight, once she hit the bridge, we kind of knew like yeah. it's over, bro. Because you can't really get out of that move no matter what. Yeah, and
2: and is he the question was when while we were watching this, he was he said, uh, "You think she wins if she bridges?" I was like, "Oh yeah, definitely automatic." Soon as <laughs> soon as she started, soon as she laid down and started putting her hands up, I I knew it was over. Mm. I knew it was over. I. It, 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 this didn't this didn't hurt my feelings the way other things did.
1: So, what what do you mean by other things? Like other types of matches from the past? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like uh Shayna and Becky. So you were more
2: pissed at that result than this. Yes, because there were rumors that floated around that Vince was all about Shayna and then he turned on it. Turned on it.
1: So now what was the point of doing that if you didn't See it. I think I think with this, we have to remember the the long game with this. I know Rhea tapped out now. A lot of Rhea Ripley fans are going to be mad. But if, and I know the problem is WWE's track record sucks. Yes. If you're building this up right, I think you could have Rhea get the next win. And then you got to have the rubber match between the two. You got to have the uh winner finally takes the belt. This is a big moment. Maybe a cage match. Something like that. But do you bring Rhea up to the main roster now? That's the question. I don't think so. I think NXT needs more star power. Send Charlotte down there. Th- this shakes up a lot of things, too. WWE's in this weird funk of who's on what brand, hashtag what brand split. That was for you, Obi-Wan. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. There is no official brand split in my eyes. People could just jump to wherever, do whatever, uh, I know people are assigned to rosters, but title changes and then things just happen. Yes. Shit, we had Austin Theory on the card tonight. Not saying that I'm mad at Austin Theory or anything like that. It was just random. It was random, but you know, again, I mean, like here, I don't know. Let, let Let's see what the people in the chat have to say on this one. Uh, PR Nightmare says all the women matches pissed me off except for Liv Morgan winning, uh, but her match wasn't great. I didn't see that. Y2K said the horse women rule, man. I'm down with that Y2K. Uh, Rob says, Rhea with the Vegeta gear looked great. Thank you, Rob, for that call. I forgot all about talking about their gear. Uh, match was great until Charlotte won. She ruined Asuka, Bianca, and now Rhea. If she doesn't get her back, she should. Uh, Y2K said, yeah, tell him no flip-flopping. <laughs> Y2K is the king of no flip-flopping mm-hmm. and wrestling. Uh Some people were talking about that. Obi-Wan was laughing at you, D. Uh, Hashtag boo the woo, Rob Put. Yes, Uh, I agree 100%. We support No Filter, Derek. Does anybody ever support like clean content? What's wrong (laughs) with clean content, folks? Clean PG content. Anywho, uh, Prince Rockstar (laughs) said Rhea's going to Raw. Jeremy Harris said easy win for Charlotte here. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say easy. I mean, Rhea was taking it to her. But um, yeah. <laughs> Obi once said, "Thank you." What brand split? We gave this a B plus, though. This was like I think it was a really fair match. Um, and I think a lot of my ratings are gonna be way, way different than other people's ratings tonight. But th- that that
2: will be explained when it, when we get to them. When we get to them, it'll be explained as to why I why we graded the way we did.
1: Yeah, it'll make more sense. And like you guys, if you guys ever wanted to see how we do the uh, rubric or whatever, the grading scale, it's down below. Uh, it's borrowed from Deluxe Man a little bit, modified his a little. But you guys can check it out. Let's talk about the next match on the card, shall we? Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley with Lana in the corner. So this has no buildup none whatsoever and i'm okay with that wrestlemania matches in the past we've gotten random matches with like you know british bulldog versus warlord they, they probably had some build on superstars but meh, yeah right this felt like one of those alistair black i will say did a damn good job trying to explain why they were having this match bobby lashley's been dominant recently on raw i've been dominant on raw let's go into the ring and see who can uh destroy the other man first right. okay cool that works this was a regular old match. This is something you could have put on Monday Night Raw in the middle of the show. I don't think a lot of people would have noticed or cared. Uh, and it's not because of Alistair Black, we'll say. I just think that Bobby Lashley has been ruined upon his return there's just something about Lashley and WWE that just doesn't work I don't know what it is He's he was great in Impact in my opinion he's been great other places he's went but Lashley and WWE they just can't find that right thing for him to do and I think they don't trust him anymore because of what we said going back to his initial run in 07 Right. so in the middle of this match Lashley has Aleister Black up for the Dominator Lana says no spear him And Bobby Lashley blows her a kiss and says, yeah, baby, basically. Mm -hmm. Why is Lana telling you what to do? And I know people make it on my case about this and say, oh, no, if you want to block me, cool. I don't care because you're not listening to the whole thing. My point is this. Lashley's the one in the ring. I get that Lana is with him and she's been treated more like a bride than a manager. But she isn't getting him the dubs (laughs) Like, she's not in there doing it. So, she's telling him, yeah, Bobby, uh, do this. And I think this could have been better built up if you had Lana telling him what to do throughout. Like, oh, that was a smarter move. Lana's right. I should listen to Lana more. Right. Yeah, she she was pretty much quiet throughout the whole match up until this point. Right. And Lashley goes, sets up for the spear. I don't know. Steve uh, brought this up earlier. How is it when people go for the spear, a move where you put your head down and then go for, like, this tackle... That you end up standing up and eating one of those backspin kicks, the black mask from Alistair Black. One, two, three. The right man went over in this. I just didn't like how foolish it made Bobby Lashley look. Yeah, he. he I I think, but, but 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 you know what though? If you watch,
2: I don't know if you saw it, but Lana was like burning holes through Bob Lashley. Like, <laughs> stop calling that man Bob. Just saying, bro. She was burning holes through that man. Like I'm really getting tired of you losing. But you were the cause of that. And Gotcha Chris. <laughs> um there like that's that's the cause. You know, you're the reason why he's losing. But I have been done with the whole Bob Lashley and Lana situation. Since Rusev day? Yes. Mm-hmm. So can we move on from that? Because I've had enough. I don't know. but in in any other case this
1: match did what it was supposed to do, the right man did go over um, C. wash it was a C match just like they said um <laughs> I don't know what that means but let's see what some of the people in the chat said, we gave this a C uh, Doug <laughs> Doug is in the house, what's going on Doug uh, we also have dirty Rob <laughs> Prince Rockstar said this was boring. Uh, Y2K said he had no comment. Uh, Wait, what? Peace. (laughs) Rob has been suspended for another week (laughs) from being on the show. Do not send us that stuff, Rob. (laughs) Um, So Prince Rockstar said it was boring. Y2K said he has no comment on this match. It was just right. Or I, I don't think he meant just right. I think he meant all right. Like okay, whatever. Get through it. Uh, Doug said B- Black versus Lashley was great. Um, uh, PR Nightmare said worst Black match so far, and it wasn't on his part. No, it it really wasn't. It really wasn't.
2: Cause I think I think uh I think he tried to anticipate that, like, <laughs> too early. Like he ran in and he was already going like,
1: like this, and I'm like, dude, you you telegraphed that way too soon. Right. It, <laughs> it's what it is look black one i'm not mad i'm moving on from this that's that's the way i'll leave it right now let's go into the next match what are the ones i was looking forward to we have dolph ziggler versus otis now you're you're
2: gonna you're a lot of you might disagree with our our grade for this but we'll we'll explain why
1: first we're gonna start off with the bad or the questionable bad. Yes, the, in the, your the
2: logic in this.
1: Derek questions Sonia. So Sonya Deville ends up coming to the ring with Dolph Ziggler. Um why? So she they just got busted on SmackDown, which was Friday, that she was the one sending the text messages to Otis to make him think that uh Mandy was holding off on the date and he showed up late. Made him look bad, right? Right. Why is she with Dolph Ziggler? I guess my thinking was that okay, they saw each other backstage and they met up back there and they've been putting this plan together the whole time. Right. But why is she coming out with him? And I don't know. This just felt really weird for her to come out. Right. And I hear your point on it, but I'll let you take over on it.
2: And then, 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 uh, like I agreed with that, but then I also thought, like, why, why would you play it that way, or why, why would uh, Booking play it that way to have her come out? But yet she was trying to kiss up to Mandy and tried trying to apologize. So basically, her doing that, you were saying, Sonia said basically, I don't give a fuck. You, I tried to explain why you didn't let me. So now I'm joining Dolph. Like it, there should have been a little bit more play into that um, as to why she came out with him, not just showing up with him. Because now you're making it seem like. Dolph and Sonya were supposed to be together from the get-go. Right.
1: I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me how they how they portrayed this one. No. Um, but we got a match here. Back and forth. Dolph Ziggler sold his ass off in this match. Yes, he did. Uh, this was his first singles match at WrestleMania. He is now tied with Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole for WrestleMania matches. I just think it's a crime that Dolph Ziggler has not had his own one-on-one match until this moment. Yes. Um, he even took the Bret Hart chest bump into the corner. Love that spot, by the way. If you watch old-school wrestling matches, you know what I'm talking about. Um, he he ends up Irish whipping him into the corner, chest first. Dolph Ziggler selling. He's bumping. He's getting uh, the slingshot was nice, too. Otis hits him with the slingshot. Ziggler dove so far to the uh, middle turnbuckle pad. Exactly. I I think he he noticed the
2: distance, and then he had to kind of compensate for it, but he did excellent for what he had to do.
1: Yeah, shout out to uh hold on, we're gonna I wanna see here what some of the people in the chat are talking about. Rob says Sonya never had a problem with Dolph. She just hates Otis, so any opportunity to oppose him she'll take. I, I get that, but still though, like you you still gotta have, have a little story as to why she's coming out with Dolph. Like, I, I think it was just like in two days you and Dolph have been best bosom buddies, and yeah, I'm coming out with Dolph tonight. And and where was Bobby (laughs) Roode in all of this you know like they're just hopping and skipping over stuff it's fine though I'm not mad at it no Uh, it was a little minor detail into the bigger story so you'll hear what we think in one second big Otis he hits the world's strongest slam on Dolph Ziggler yeah yo excellent comeback too by Otis if you didn't see him like slapping his stomach and making all these gestures pure money yes so Otis does all that right He's, he's going through all the motions and everything else. And Otis is getting ready to hit the caterpillar. He's going to do the the worm to some of you guys. He's going to hit his move. And before he can set it up, Sonya Deville gets on the apron, distracts the referee. Dolph Ziggler kicked this man. So goddamn hard. <laughs> Yo, that, the, that low blows out. is so loud, bro. All you heard was the little... Otis goes down for the count Ziggler is acting like his right shoulder or was it no it was his left I think at the time yeah his left shoulder didn't work so he was barely trying to crawl over oh no no it
2: was his right shoulder because he was laying down
1: I can't remember which way they were facing camera wise they were were facing
2: this way way. towards the right it was was his his left yeah it was his left shoulder he was trying to get over that way
1: he can't get over in time and then right before my favorite music hits it's Mandy. Everybody's in a trance and uh Sonya DeVille looks like a freaking dog's about to come bite her ass. Right, exactly. And uh deer in the headlights. <laughs> come on, Mr. Doggy bite postman's butt. <laughs> you know what movie that's from? <laughs> You're my man. All right. <laughs> so he went in and uh so Mandy comes down there and she basically slaps her right across the face like, oh boom, bitch, takes her down. Exactly. Sonya's shocked. She doesn't know what happened. Uh, During all of this, the ref's like, what the hell's going on? The ref's out of the way. Afterwards, Mandy jumps into the ring, low blows Dolph, China style. Gave him the big boom. Ziggler goes down. Caterpillar is hit. N- Yo. Yo, the way he landed that elbow on Dolph, dude, that was
2: fucking beautiful. <laughs> like, like that, that was, like, that... Okay, I'm saying it. That was more like um Darby Allen's put him in a coffin. like that was his version of like, put him in a coffin. Yeah, he
1: dropped that elbow ever so beautifully. He gets the one, two, three from it. Otis wins. Now here's the part that I love. After the match, Mandy gets into the ring and jumps in Otis's arms and they kiss. Yo, my man Big Otis got the kiss. If you don't know what it's like to be the fat, weird dude and people don't understand you, I can cope with this storyline. <laughs> I completely understand it. I can dig it. So he gets the girl. We usually don't see that in WWE. I'm happy with this. That was a WrestleMania moment. Exactly. So Cool with that. And the great we gave this was an A-. Very,
2: very well done. Solely, and taking out Sonya's part up, you know, for like now from tonight, you take that out. This story was well thought out from the beginning. This 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 is probably one of the most recent stories that you can look at and say this was thought out and it was done correctly.
1: <laughs> I'm seeing some pent-up anger elbow, <laughs> emphatic elbow dropping. Chris DeZuba says, haven't seen the worm like that since uh, Breaking 2, Electric Bungaloo. <laughs> Otis and Mandy kiss as they celebrate. Jeremy Harris loves a good ending, too. See, it brings a tear to your eye. I love it, man. A-4. I think everyone delivered in this. And you know what? We give Bruce Pritchard a lot of shit. Bruce Pritchard's going to get praised tonight on this. And not for his podcast stuff <laughs> with Conrad Thompson. <laughs> Bruce Prichard's getting praised. For putting together some storylines that actually made effing sense, I know the week the weekly television for SmackDown. That's that's bad. Yes, it's bad. I, that's all I can say. But well, I would not recommend anybody watch SmackDown. I try not to. Trust me, it's bad. But this storyline delivered. This is one of the best things that SmackDown had going for it. Yes. and we're gonna Bruce Prichard's name's gonna come back up in this tonight. Oh yes, believe that believe it so we get a a promo package next for the last man standing match this is the return of Derek's boy the rated r superstar edge uh bonus day (laughs) Derek. how do you feel about edge returning i mean he's your favorite superstar i kind of want to give you the floor for a second on edge like why was edge your favorite growing up you know what honestly dude i really don't even know to be honest,
2: like 100% honest, I don't know. It, I, I think it was when he came in with uh, Christian and Gangrel for The Brood. And it, you you know me, I, I'm all into like the, like the vampire kind of stuff like that, like Blade and all that kind of stuff. So when they brought that gimmick out, Edge just had that, like Gangrel was supposed to be the vampire, but Edge had that look like, no. Like he reminded me of... Uh, the leader from uh, the Lost Boys. Okay, that was exactly where I was thinking of yeah, it when I so, saw it. So he reminded me of that, and I'm like, Lost Boys was a dope movie, and that dude was crazy. Now, looking at Edge, he
1: reminded me of that guy from from that movie. If you guys ever wanted to know, Vince Russo was going to have Edge play someone who was a, a a mute, I believe. I don't know if I can say that word, if that's not appropriate. But He said he was going to play someone who couldn't talk. Oh, and I th- I think he even thought of maybe him being deaf at one point, too. Like, he couldn't talk and he couldn't hear anything. I, I don't know why. It was weird. But R- Vince Russo just had some crazy ideas with him. If you guys have never, like, seen- heard that before, look it up after this. It's a small little tidbit, but some things that they wanted to put in there for Edge. But this is Edge's big return. He got taken out by Randy Orton. And I thought these two did. Damn good promo work. One thing if WWE can learn something from this is to do more promos without the crowd noise and let these guys just talk. Yes. You had to sell these shows on promo ability and you did that WWE. Yes. I'm telling you good things that you did. Do this. Yes. The the more you do this, the better chance
2: that you have of regaining all the people that loved you from the beginning. You know, I I don't know. I I think if you just do it, do it the right way, everything will be,
1: yeah, in in order. It'll be in order. Now live chat. I want to hear what you guys thought of this match because I'm seeing people writing some of this and <laughs> Edge's Derek's WWE man crush. I can't, I can't deny it, bro. Spear, 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 spear.
2: Execution, spear. Spear. <laughs> spear,
1: spear. Yeah. <laughs> so Edge was not gonna be Helen Keller, Chris D'Zu. But don't write that in the chat. <laughs> All right. So. Tell me your thoughts on this match, because this one was quite a long match. I'm going to just start off by saying that. It was. It was an extremely long match. Match starts off with an RKO. Let me say this. So you said, why did Edge come out first? And I was like, there's got to be a reason for this. And I didn't want to, like, spoil it. But in my head, I'm like, there's got to be a reason he came out first. So Edge is coming. Edge came out with a dope-ass ring jacket, by the way, too. Oh, my God. That jacket was, like, whoo. That, that, that gave me chills. <laughs> or- Orton's music hits, right? So we're all sitting there waiting for Orton, and Edge is like, well, where the hell is he? There's a cameraman dressed up. Randy Orton puts the camera down, slides into the ring, and RKO's Edge. Beautiful. Out of nowhere. I love it. I love it. I love it. That was a very excellent way to get people into this match. That was. Uh, at some point during this, Randy Orton gets out of the cameraman like attire, I guess we'll call it, the, the black shirt and black pants. Right and randy orton's ring gear was dope too i really liked that he had the the snake on the knee pads and everything i thought that was some sweet shit too so let me give his gear some props um they started off fighting in the weight room gotta bring this up for my man (laughs) ob1 and anybody who plays wwe wrestling video games remember how everyone complained about here comes the pain weight room let us run on treadmills this is your chance Put in the performance center in the game. I want Kevin Owens jumping off WrestleMania signs. You guys can put all the old stuff back. And then you can start to build towards something else, you know?
2: Skyrocket.
1: Just putting it out there. Uh, And cheap plug, Tuesday, Brian Williams on the podcast, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on YouTube. If you guys like wrestling video games, we're going to be talking SVR 0809. And hopefully we got enough time for 10. As part of that WWE game series with Brian Williams. Now, we get all of this set up. The weight rooms, they're in there brawling. At one point, <laughs> Edge, what was Edge doing when he was like on the pull-up bar and he like swung himself into Randy Orton sitting on a computer chair? <laughs> I don't know if Edge wanted to feel like he did a dive over the top rope. To uh get himself like back in the old days, you know what I think. You know what I think it was supposed to be. You know,
2: you know how like you get up on the monkey bars and you swing back and forth, and your legs you go like this, and then your legs are supposed to shoot out. I think it was supposed to be kind of like a. Did he drop kick him or did he land like, on him like Rey Mysterio? style? Like he landed on him like Rey Mysterio style, but I think he want, the idea
1: was to hit him with a um a, a drop kick more right. so. Right. Uh, shout out to John Russell in the house. What's going on, John? Good to have you in here, brother. He said, "Let's go." He said, "Night one over night two Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to say something about this in a second here. Um, <laughs> original Biggie had a comment to my WWE, When he said, "Nah, man, we want new original content of 45 different Charlottes." Wow. <laughs> Boo this man for that. <laughs> Don't I, give them ideas like that. I can't. I can't do 45 Charlottes. I can't do one. So, I respect Edge's creativity in this match. Uh, At one point, they went into kind of like the boardroom where they hold all of their meetings, I would assume, for like NXT and stuff. We've seen it on the network before. Up on the, like, lighting that's on the wall, there were like, it looks like steel cage mesh, kind of. Edge looks up at it and hooks himself in and just drops a mean-ass elbow on Randy Orton on this table. Um, I thought that was very creative, good. It was, definitely. Uh, They go into the back then they start brawling into like these different equipment areas So I'm gonna be jumping from area to area I'm not really gonna explain but they're in like these warehouse style areas with different weapons ladders are set up in some places They're just going all over the place edge ends up putting orton on a table And there's like a scaffold kind of set up and there's a ladder leaned up against it You know, he's got to climb up it edge climbs up and drops like the svr 07 Uh, elbow (laughs) drop on the table, onto Randy Orton, it was it was well laid out. I didn't. Edge took some chances in this. man He
2: definitely did. He took some chances, but you know, like like we like we spoke about earlier, he, he picked the right person to take those chances.
1: Yeah, so they they did that. Uh, they brawled on that truck. Randy Orton hit the uh, the draping DDT on yeah. Edge onto the truck. Uh, they, they tore that back of that shit up. I don't know what the, uh, I can't think of what it's called now. The cover on the back of the truck, they yeah. tore that shit up. Yeah, and yeah. at one point, well, we'll talk about it once they get up there, but we thought something else was going to happen at that point. Where I was just like, how stupid were we to think something was going to happen? Like, they would have died. That's how bad they messed up the back cover on the truck. Um, they end up brawling, right? So after they get off the truck, they wind up on top of, like, this bigger truck. I'm gonna go video game reference again. Think of no mercy when you're brawling in that back truck area <laughs> and think they're on top of that now. In the new WWE games, they have like the trucks, and you can go on top of there. Exactly like that. They're fighting up there, they're brawling back and forth. Orton ends up uh knocking down Edge. I think he had an RKO on him, right? And then he went down. Was it RKO? Yeah. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. Something like that. So he ends up hitting him. I want to know, where the hell was the ref in this? The ref's counting was pure hilarity. If you guys can't see us, on, you you got to go back and watch the YouTube video of this. One two what was up with him like having to like put his hands out and check on someone each time and how the hell did the ref get up on the scaffolding <laughs> so ref. they were on the truck and they both ended up on top the ref obviously came from another way so i don't know if he climbed a ladder on the other side but he
2: had to because edge was the only one on top of that truck that you saw get on top of the truck then randy got up there and then all of a sudden the ref is just standing there like like dude how did you where did you go
1: Yeah. Just oh dude. What the hell? So the ref gets up there, more brawling occur. Um eventually Randy Orton tries to set up for a concerto. He brings two chairs up there. The dude looks like he's about to die. Like, come on man, why i gotta carry both these dumbass things up here? He could've they could have just had some chairs up there. I don't know. Exactly. It wouldn't have worked. So he had to bring the chairs up. And Edge ends up using that standing triangle choke, the same one that Jake Hager uses. He takes down Edge. Not the most, like, exciting move. I know Edge is yelling during it. I'm just like, eh, okay. And he lays Randy Orton's head on there. And I thought Edge did some great acting here with all of this. He did. He, he did some excellent acting with that. You know, it's like, like,
2: you know, we, we were supposed to be brothers. Like, he's tearing up. We're supposed to be brothers. You can see it in his face. He didn't want to do it, but he knew what he had to do.
1: Yeah. So he starts like kind of crying and but it seemed like the he wasn't crying out of sadness. He was crying more so like I'm about to beat your shit in. <laughs> he takes the chair, hits the concerto. the ref counts to ten. That's it. It's over for this one. Um I This was a long ass match, bro. Edge wins. Edge gets the feel good moment. I'm gonna give this an A minus for time filling. I think they just had to fill time, and this was the match that became long. They had to, yeah. Uh, for for me, what, what did I what did I give it? I gave it a. You we you were saying we started off. We went from a B to a B plus to an A minus. A-. I was like, I felt like we were crapping on it because they did put their bodies on the line a right. lot. I the reason why I, I I started at
2: a B was because it was like it, it's last man standing matches. For me, I don't really like them, unless if you're doing like, unless if it's a hardcore last man standing match, because then you give it a reason for it to be that way. Right now, I don't, I don't prefer it, but if you're going to do it, it's got to be like a hardcore match. But then, you know, as, as, as we started, you know, really talking about it, it had, it got the grade that it got because it, it, it had to fill the time, but this is two great
1: superstars i just felt we we, we kind of crapped on it for all the stuff that they did a little bit by with a b so a minus was the final thing that we kind of agreed upon like it wasn't bad the one thing you could say about this was it was way too long but the effort was still there i think by both guys yes. um let's see what some of the people in the chat were saying here uh nelson said i would burn every wwe game today to save everyone if that happens for all, for us all Uh, Original Biggie said, don't boo me. It's not my fault. WWE Games lost direction and leadership. Biggie, I'm still blaming you. You need to go and get that community manager job. One of us have to get it, right, brother? Uh, Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you that they lost their uh, direction and leadership. Oh yeah, I I think they just don't have a focus for that game going forward. But you're not wrong at all about that, uh, Biggie. Uh, Rob says, this match was way too long. This was the Triple H match, plotting, drawn out, and method. Oh God, he said. He said boring. I was just shocked. Do you think it was methodically boring? I that I, that was like Rob's exact words on this. I mean, boring. Uh, you know what? There were points to where I was kind of like, uh, "Let's get yeah, this along." Yeah, yeah. This man was over here nodding off a, a couple
2: of times, but it, it, some some parts it was just like they were on the floor. They were on the floor too long, and th- that that's my issue with the the Last Man Standing match. It's like, all right,
1: count. Prince, Prince Rockstar said the same thing. This match was too damn long. PR Nightmare said, uh, when he went for the Orton boot, we knew that spear was coming. Yeah, oh, that was the part we were talking about, yeah. where he missed the uh, punt kick, and we were like, oh, he can spear him off onto the truck. Yeah. And then when we looked down at it, we were like, that would have been a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, Y2K said, the cameraman was climbing, too. Uh, PR Nightmare said, the rest were getting on my nerves today, and pre-recorded the magic of TV. <laughs> Uh, the refs need to start counting only when they are not moving, not while they were crawling. They, I think they have to, though. It's one of the weird things, like you said, about last-man-standing matches. Like You're going to have to count. what. So let's ask this. If someone's sitting, should the ref be counting them?
2: I think they should be counting because it's called a last-man-standing, standing, standing, standing <laughs> match. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those wonky matches. I know that it's usually like if the man's down, the man's down. Right. And that's when you count. It's what it is, guys. Uh, I'm glad Edge is back. That's what I'm going to end this with. So I'm going to stick with that A-, yeah. and I'm just going to keep it. I'm glad Edge is back, in my opinion, for tonight. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Five ninety nine per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Everything Pro Wrestling, it's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast and Facebook group. I'm Josh Burton, letting you all know that if you like the college game, that there's only one spot to come find all you need to know.
2: Yep, Josh, Peyton, and myself, Tyler. We are the three voices of ECB Podcast and Facebook group. Peyton, tell them where they can uh, find us and listen to us at. Well, Tyler, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other podcasts and sites. Also, go join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups like Everything
1: College Basketball. So if you want everything you need to know about the collegiate game or have a passion for it, there's only one spot that you need to check out on a weekly basis or a daily basis with the Facebook group. That's Everything College Basketball. Now let's get back to Conrad informing you on everything pro wrestling and the workings around it brother now here we go with some silly shit <laughs> the 24 7 title mojo raleigh won it last night on night one check the review out in the archives Um grok ends up winning the 24 7 title here he ends up getting the win a bunch of people i don't even know who these people were like I was trying to identify some of them. If anybody saw who was in this 24/7 like crazy rushman, like everybody coming out, please tell me. Um I couldn't tell who was who though. They I looked couldn't. like some NXT cats who I've seen though, but they were just dressed up different like they I felt like they were trying to hide their faces. Yeah, cuz the one guy with the with like the red hat,
2: he kept like fixing it, like, pulling, pulling it down. I'm like, oh.
1: yeah, uh... Yeah, I thought that was, um, I can't remember who. One of the big dudes from NXT who uh, recently just got down there. Uh, Jonah Rock, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was him, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong in all of this, but anyway, the Gronk ends up doing, like, a, a stage dive backwards, the trust fall basically onto everybody, and then he pens Mojo, wins the 24-7 title. Have no fear, I'm sure they're shooting something right now to take that shit off of him, like... Nah, bro. They yeah. probably already shot it, actually. Like, probably, yeah. Nah, we're not doing all this. Yeah. Uh, Gronk, a champion I could be proud of. Y2K, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also so much for social distancing. <laughs> right. Terrible. Uh, PR Nightmare said he saw No Way Jose in the house. Uh, Conrad loves Gronk. Uh, not so much. I mean, I don't hate him either. He's He does what he does, man uh brian kavanaugh what's going on brian he said barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> i love it uh rob said who was the random chick that got beat up during this like i swear there was a woman in red who got uh who got her shit robbed. i don't know probably. i didn't see it probably. there were so many people out there dude that you couldn't tell who was who they shot that well if they didn't want you to know who was there they
2: did yeah they did excellent with that but you know if it- my 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 issue with it was if Gronk is supposed to be hosting, why did you have him win the title at that
1: point? Oh no no, you're a New England guy. I want to hear none of this shit. <laughs> I'm just all saying. right. You Tampa Bay fan yet? Nope. All right, yo, yo I'm a Brady fan. I have nothing to say to that. (laughs) Let's get into the Raw Tag Team title match, shall we? Uh, The Raw Tag Team title match. We got the Street Profits defending against the newly formed tag team of never been formed, Angel Garza and Austin Theory with Zelina Vega. Love Zelina. (laughs) Can you not? (laughs) Will you stop? We're like frigging Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Um, So Theory... (sighs) What do you think of Austin Theory? Screw. It. We're just gonna kind of like, I'm Austin. Not. Austin Theory is good.
2: Austin Theory is good. He's um, got the look. He does. Uh, I, I can't really say he has the move set yet because he hasn't really put that on display. I've, I've seen him wrestle and evolve though, so I know this dude's good. Okay. So, taking your word for it, I think from what I've seen, he's good. I think. Do I think he's ready to be on the main stage now? Not quite. He's still he still got a lot of lot of proving to do down, you know, down at NXT right now. But I, I get what they had to do. They had to make a match. They had to call
1: somebody, so that was the thing that they had to do. Sorry, I'm gonna show that comment for PR Nightmare. <laughs> Let you read it on your own. Um, so here's what happens in this match. Uh we end up getting Austin Theory hits the T K O, right? I think that's been him, like his finisher kind of. They he's really kind of been used in like spotlight matches, but he's usually uh not the guy going over, but you know they're gonna make him into a big deal. Hits the TKO and after he hits the TKO, he ends up getting caught with a frog splash from Montez Ford. Does anybody get higher than Montez Ford? I don't think so. Who wants to smoke? Anyway, Montez Ford gets high up there for the frog splash. One, two, three. Street Profits retain the tag titles. I think that was the right way to go with this. I mean, you couldn't have them lose this at this point. No,
2: yeah. If you did that, then it wouldn't have made any kind of sense. And then if they if they would have won, then that goes back to my theory again with your NXT stars. Are you bringing them up? Are you would like what are you doing with them to have them come on the show and do things that they're. That you want them to do, but yet you're not gonna move them
1: up to the main roster. You know what I mean, like. Right. I'll let you rock. Uh, Rob brought up a good point about Zelina. I'll let you give that comment, D. I don't know if you noticed that about her attire tonight. I
2: did. I did. I, I was, you know what? Thanks, Rob, because I was actually trying to figure out what was the like, what the, uh, what that looked like. Because I definitely, I definitely mentioned uh, Day of the Dead skulls on her, on her shoulders. But I was thinking in the back of my mind, like, yo, this reminds me of something, and I can't put my finger on it.
1: And now you know. So now, her looking like Shia Kahn? Woo! It was was well done. She often, like, dresses up like video game characters, especially Mortal Kombat. I think this is the second or third time I've seen her as a Mortal Kombat character. So, shout out to her for that. Um, Afterwards, they end up getting beat down. Angel Garza was pretty upset that he lost the match, delivers a drop kick. But then, when Zelina Vega comes in to get her legs in... Bianca Belair comes out it's time Bianca ain't staying on NXT Uh, she had to let her know you don't go here (laughs) and she ended up whooping Zelina Vegas ass Uh, I liked it I think they made Bianca look strong here's the weird thing though I don't want Bianca lumped in with the Street Profits permanently I know that was her husband her and Montez Ford are married sorry kayfabe's dead Um, they're married but I think Bianca's a bigger star than the Street Profits
2: yes um, I think think she's She's been put over a lot more than them. And the Street Profits have been on the main card, main roster for a long time now.
1: Right, and, and there's nothing wrong with what where the Street Profits are. I just think that Bianca doesn't need to be with them now. Like I I feel like Montez Ford, they have future plans for. I don't know what's going to happen to Dawkins. I fear for him a little bit, like if they do end up breaking them up. But Bianca Belair is where the future is at, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think uh, if they end up taking the belts off of uh, uh, Montez and Dawkins, then that'll be the end
1: for Dawkins. I hope not. I, I, I hope not, but... We'll have to see. Sometimes it's come out crazier where that guy ends up being the, the bigger deal. But right now, we don't see it. I gave this a C. Bianca's part was great in this, but the match is nothing to write home about. I think it was one of the weaker ones on the card, personally. Right, exactly. No buildup. Uh, wow, Conrad, say spoiler alert. For what? What did I What did I say? I didn't say anything, did I? Uh... I don't think I gave a spoiler. Uh, Bianca, yeah. Oh, about maybe maybe it was about them being married. I no. it's that it's what it is, bro. It's what it is. Titus O'Neil takes over on the stand. Now you know someone who's in the fraternity is gonna be mad. Probably care. gonna dislike this video. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. Um, Titus O'Neil is now taking over as the host. He had like two lines, and we never saw him again. Spoiler. Spoiler. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What the hell? I guess he wanted to get some face time. Can we give Titus O'Neil a WrestleMania match? Like, the dude's been in enough battle royals to last a lifetime. Please. Or let him manage somebody. Something of meaning. Let him do something. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Let's get into this uh, SmackDown Women's Title 5-way. We were not looking forward to this match. I will say, this might be shocker match of the night, bro. Yes. Uh, Bailey will defend her SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Naomi, and Tamina.
2: Snooker.
1: Now, this match has turned into an elimination match. I finally heard Michael Cole say it. If you guys have watched plenty of my reviews, I go, when was this an elimination match? Michael Cole said it this time before the match, so I was like, I'm good. Maybe I tune him out usually, but I heard it this time. No, no, it ain't about tuning him out. Uh, when, there's, when this match
2: comes about, nobody ever says it. They so, just say a five a five man or a five woman match. They don't ever say it's an elimination match.
1: All right, so I'm not tripping then. No,
2: I this this is the first time I've heard it in a long time. When it when you have this match for years,
1: <laughs> I don't know what I just saw. Titus Worldwide quote of the day. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is announced as an elimination match. Uh, this match kind of told the story here. So we started off with Tamina in the ring. Tamina ends up getting jumped by everybody after Naomi hits the uh split legged moonsault onto her. Everybody jumps on top of her to pen her. They made Tamina look like a threat. Is she really though? Right. as a character, I'm sorry, Tamina. It ain't I wasn't buying it. Yeah. I I, I don't You well, you said they should have gave it to Tamina as a shock win, right? Yeah. Cause what was the point of having her come back? Yeah, this is true. I don't I don't know. I'm, to, uh, maybe she's gonna team up with Nia again for the tag belts I don't know you, you've got options for what you could do but but there, but does Naya come back though I don't know I'm not I'm listen I'm happy Tamina's getting her reps in and she gets to yes. have matches I'm not saying that Tamina's horrible I just okay I just don't believe that she's gonna win they, they've made me not believe in her she's Dolph Ziggler territory at this point like I I can't be bothered to care pretty until much. you start letting her win more matches pretty much um next up. We had a uh, a little bit of a and they, I'm sorry they teased the team bad reunion too until uh, she super kicked Sasha, my feelings were hurt, <laughs> but Naomi ends up getting into this match so it's Bailey and Sasha basically uh, versus Lacey Evans and Naomi. Naomi should have knew she was in trouble at that point when she teamed up with Lacey. Yes, uh, a bank statement was hit and Naomi ends up tapping out on this. Um not mad at it. Naomi won at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando when I was there. Great, great. Like action. I thought I'd love Naomi's entrance too, by the way. The uh the that cool, is a great the action. glow and everything else. I mean, if you don't think of it as a rave and your kids are there, and you're not trying to explain to them what a rave is. It's yeah. like, "Oh, this is dope kind of." Yeah, exactly. So, not mad at it at all. There's
2: a lot of a lot of kids like the little like the they glow sticks. The little glow sticks, you know, the light streamers or whatever, you know. They, they like that kind of stuff, and and, and it, it plays to the
1: kids. Yeah, and Naomi's a great dancer, everything else, and everything else. <laughs> so let us get into uh, this next part of the match. By the way, I almost just dropped my pen and I caught it, and I think I just had to announce that to everybody because that was a really good catch. That was, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, uh, the match continues. So now Lacey Evans by herself and Sasha and Bailey are kind of arguing with each other. It starts with the uh, the pull through yep, the on pull the turnbuckle.
2: And then, and then uh, what was it?
1: Uh, Bailey hits a knee to yeah, Sasha. Yeah. They then begin to argue when Sasha gets back up and Lacey's down. They're like, hey, I thought you were my friend. I thought we were looking out for each other. Blah, blah, blah. And she says, I, I am your friend. We can talk about this after. Right. Dude, Lacey Evans comes in with the woman's right. And so she tried to hit it. Bailey pushed Sasha out of the way, like look out, and she ends up uh did she fall back from it or did she get caught with it? I think how it went was She blocked it and then She
2: she's blocked like she blocked it, but she like pushed it, like turned her around.
1: And she she ended up eating a move from her and went down, and then yeah. Sasha walks right into the woman's right, and she's down one, two, three. Now this reminded me of something specifically, and hopefully you guys can remember this. Do you guys remember when Triple H and Batista were in the Elimination Chamber together? This is before WrestleMania 21. Triple H is like a mess. He's he's knocked out, and he could have helped Batista. And Batista gets caught with a move, and Triple H could have saved him. And he just sat there and kind of looked at him like, one, and then he kind of, nah, I'm not doing it. It was the exact same thing here with Bailey and Sasha. They're having a match at SummerSlam. They got to have a match have at to. SummerSlam. They have to. So they tease it. She ends up falling back down. She's like, "Nope, not doing it." And everybody's wondering, like, "Oh, oh, we're starting to see what's happening here." And afterwards, we're down to Bailey and Lacey Evans. They let these two go back and forth for quite some time. They did. Um, they act- they actually made, dare I say, they made Lacey look pretty, Obi- pretty strong. Obi one, stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop and Y2K I just saw what you wrote too stop it I'm, I'm going to get back to your comments in a second chat Um they did a really good job with this and then at the last second you see Sasha come back and you thought Sasha was going to say oh you turned on me yeah yeah I, I definitely thought that that was going to happen but she doesn't Sasha helps her friend out by hitting a backstabber on Lacey Evans because there's no DQ belly to Bailey. One two three. Bailey retains the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is one of the best things they've done with Bailey since she's won the title and turned heel. Yes, and and you know what?
2: You made a good point about uh, about Sasha and Bailey when they uh, basically she she didn't know that Bailey didn't try to help her.
1: Not yet. I you you're wondering at this point. Like yeah. if you go back and look at it though, you can see she clearly could have helped her and she didn't try and move. Right. So
2: I'm assuming Sasha thought Lacey Evans hit Bailey and then hit her after that. So I'm I'm thinking Sasha's like, Oh, well she caught her with a woman's right and then now oh shit,
1: now she caught me with one. Exactly. I thought everybody in this match for what it was for just this match did a great job. Exactly. Tamina did a great job. Naomi did a great job. Lacey Evans even did well. I got it I give credit where credit is due. They they gave they they pushed Lacey pretty hard in this match. Right. Oh, it was two thousand and five, excuse me. I thought it was right before uh two thousand and five a little bit. I thought it was like late oh four. I couldn't remember when they did the chamber, but it might have been at New Year's Revolution two thousand and five. Original Biggie will probably correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, Y2K said, you know the rule? (laughs) Um, D-d-d-d-dogged. Let's see here. They usually say it's an elimination match or over-the-top-row battle royal. Yeah, but they don't. Here's the weird thing. The matches are announced, like, weeks ahead of time, and then they just add these last-second rules. Like, you said Fatal 5-Way. But you never specified eliminations before this? Right. It's just weird sometimes the way they do that. Uh Tamina was a threat to the other safety. Some people said, not a good match, Chris DeZuba said. Chris, I disagree, bro. I'm giving this the B minus. Me and Derek agreed on that one. I thought even Lacey looked good, like I said. Very different. Lacey Lacey was on point. I this
2: was this was one of the very few times Lacey was not sloppy. Could
1: have been pre recorded, but could have been pre recorded, but I but what they shown what they showed. Lacey looked like a star here. Lacey did. Uh Naomi and Bailey. Rob, inappropriate in the chat. <laughs> I almost read that. Uh original Biggie said glow or radioactive. Uh Sasha and Bailey are still strong. I agree, Jeremy. Uh these are personally my two of the favorite horsewomen. Yeah. I, I like them the best. But I feel like they just haven't been used to their full potential. And I want to see that SummerSlam matchup in Boston. Sasha's hometown, Sasha versus Bailey. I think we deserve that matchup. Uh Let's see here. It's only a matter of time until the hair headed hooligan returns. <laughs> Biggie, stop it. Uh, the horsewomen rule in full effect on Mania. Mm, y two K ain't wrong. The four horsewomen did win all their matches. That's true. Uh, Rob said Nelson was Nelson. She was yelling at Cole and JBL. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she was just yelling at them like that. She's the champ. Bailey was on her ship. B minus for this one. Let's talk about this next match. I've got mad notes for this. I'm going to try not to uh, go too far. This is the Firefly Funhouse match. Sorry to disappoint you guys. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you guys all wanted Derek to swear. Sorry, Doug. (laughs) Anyway, this Firefly Funhouse was uh, something different here. So we got John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. We get this, like, really weird opening WrestleMania package with Vince McMahon, like, welcome to WrestleMania, and they add in all of these, like, different ad-lib things, like, changed his voice to, like, Firefly Funhouse stuff. It was creepy, kind of, and I like it. So, you get the right feeling with this, and John is already out there in the ring, and you're like, is this a regular match? What the hell is this? I thought that, and then it became aware to you what was happening. Bray Wyatt shows up in the Firefly Funhouse, and it's the never never been blah 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 the usual shtick that we're gonna get right. from this and then bray talks all this mess and goes through a door the door that's usually behind him into the firefly fun house and then john cena randomly appears in there and then Ramblin' rabbit says
0: dude you gotta go through the door right.
1: and he ends up going through the door and he runs into puppet mcmahon vince mcmahon the puppet's in there <laughs> and he says oh, you got to show ruthless aggression. And it was just like the promos from the uh, the series that they have on the WWE Network with this. Okay, we're still kind of like, all right, what's going on here? And afterwards, we find out that it cuts to like 2002 and Bray Wyatt in the red sweater. I'm, I'm going to be jumping in between this so if I mess up, I apologize. Yeah. There's a lot. Bray Wyatt is in the ring and he is repeating the same words that Kurt Angle said. Uh, I'm looking for an open challenge tonight, blah, blah, blah. And they're playing the like voiceover simultaneously with it. Kurt Angle is in the middle of the ring talking to John Cena. This is how he debuted. John Cena came out and he said, what makes you think that you have what it takes to get in the ring with me? John Cena says, ruthless aggression. Now, when John Cena comes out, he is dressed like he was that night. He is dressed like the prototype. Uh, but he's dressed like John Cena. And he goes for the slap and Bray ducks. He goes for the slap again and says ruthless aggression and Bray ducks. And Bray then brings up him reliving his failure. While we have uh, Macho Mercy and Mr. McBoss Man on commentary. <laughs> uh, So weird. So weird, right? And then he's like, ah, oh,
0: that's such good, good shit.
1: shit. <laughs> and... Shot at uh Mr. Moxley there for that, but I thought that was very well done, well placed in all of this. Definitely. Um. Yeah. So Rob just said this match was a spectacle of epic portions. I agree, Rob. Listen, I, I I'm gonna have my take on it when when CJ is done. So. Oh, some people said hated it. Mm. So, so it's weird mind games. Some people are saying, guys, I'm gonna get to your uh your thoughts on this. So keep them coming with this as far as it goes we then cut into a Saturday night's main event promo package. Like, they play the old school video from the 80s. Shout out to my man Sean Hubbard. He knows what I'm talking about with this. This is the classic setup. And then they go to, like, those old promos. It reminded me of Macho Man and Zeus when they put, like, the cage in front of them. And at this point, I said, Bruce Prichard had to have produced this. Yes. Because he produced all of those old-ass vignettes back in the day for Vince, and I think he was part of this once again. Had to be. Dude, so I'm going to give you your props, Bruce Pritchard. If you weren't part of this, I'm sure we'll find out eventually. But I think you had something to do with this creatively and uh, the setup and how they were doing the promos. And I thought Bray and Cena looked great in this. Like, yes. Bray's dressed up like Muscle Man Bray, basically. And John Cena comes back there curling the weights and everything else, and they're talking like they got a match, like they're the mega powers. Right. Yeah, exactly. like, we're gonna destroy everybody, and they're leaning on the big old blue steel cage with the big ass bars that you know hurt Hogan. They they got some stuff for this one. I love it. Yes. Then until they finally turn on each other, and then Cena cannot throw any punches. Like Bray's got mind control over him. Boom. They're back into the arena. The Smackdown fist is on the floor, and John Cena has now turned into the Thugonomics version of himself. Weird as hell, bro. Um, I, I, I don't know, dude. And when he comes out, you hear the music. Uh, the whole Firefly Funhouse crew's heads were bopping. <laughs> this is basic thugonomics, and they're just sitting there bobbing their heads. And uh, I thought this was great, dude. John Cena drops a rap, and I guess when he's Thugonomics, John Cena, he can't talk in anything but raps. (laughs) So, this is just what WWE is all about. And then you get the chances promo from Bray Wyatt before he turned into The Fiend. This was the classic Bray Wyatt in the rocket chair in the bayou. You've had lots of chances, John. You took a lot of things from me. And they start talking about all these different things, uh, the the vintage Bray Wyatt. And Bray kind of got sad right before he transitioned into turning into this vintage Bray Wyatt. And he talked about Sister Abigail said this day would come. And I think he's talking about The Fiend taking over his body. And they then start playing back WrestleMania 30, making Cena relive that. John Cena is stuck in these moments in time, basically. And... I told you guys. If you've never watched Lucha Underground, this is exactly how this shit is. So I want to hear it. <laughs> he uh, picks up the steel chair. Remember the WrestleMania 30 promo D? It was all about John Cena losing control and yep. showing his fans that he has no control over himself exactly. and he's a bad role model. Exactly. John Cena then goes for the chair. He said, "Oh, I should have did. You should have did what you should have done a long time ago, and this we would never be at this point." Exactly. Cena goes to swing the chair, and why it disappears. Now what? We cut to Nitro. (laughs) WCW Nitro that pops up. And Bray Wyatt is out in a leather jacket with the wolf pack kind of lettering on it. And he comes out like Eric Bischoff. And he's pointing everyone, I love you. Yes, you. And he's acting like Bischoff. And Cena comes out like Hogan with the NWO spray painted on the belt and the black and white shirt. They could have done this with John. I always felt like that. And Cena is like different, dude. He just comes out, living that moment. He is Hogan. Oh, I'm sorry. And then this is where we get. This is such good shit. Uh, it yeah, was. Sure. It wasn't before that, but yeah. that this is when Puppet McMahon it goes to. This is such good shit. I think we just want to say that all the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, They highlight all of Cena's failures uh, during this and Cena finally like tackles Bray down and he's punching him, punching him and he's punching harder and harder and harder and then he finally realizes he's beating up Huskis the pig and not Bray Wyatt and he goes what the hell and after this the fiend is here. The fiend is now behind John Cena and locks in the mandible claw on John Cena. John Cena is like what the hell happened and he starts laying him down for it and he puts him in the Sisters Abigail hits the sister Abigail, puts the claw back on him, and then Bray Wyatt in the red sweater counts the three on John Cena. One, two, three. The Fiend wins, and it just ends with the simple, let me in. And that's it, dude.
2: A plus. A plus. A plus for this shit. Now, the reason why I said I would give you my take on this is because this is what I've been telling CJ and everybody around me as to why I did not like John Cena. This was basically Vince McMahon rebuilding Hulk Hogan all over again. John Cena had, you. we all know Hulk never wanted to lose to anybody that he didn't want to lose to at that point
1: in time. In the, especially in the 80s. I mean, listen, Hogan was his biggest success, though. Right. I can't blame Vince for wanting to recreate it.
2: Right. I, I can't blame it either, but people have to also realize that this is exactly what he was doing. If he didn't build John Cena, we would not have John Cena. <laughs> Honestly. Do, do you really think we would have him? I don't think we would.
1: Rob just wrote down what he called Cena when they did the Saturday Night's main event, Johnny Long Me. <laughs> Stop well, it! <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. It, think, just, like, I despise
2: John Cena. I can't stand John Cena because he got he got the same treatment that Hulk Hogan got. After a while, I got tired of watching Hogan, and i like, all right, Hogan
1: can kiss it. <laughs> Yo, can I say this too? I saw a lot of Cena fans hurt tonight. Oh, I, I saw a lot of listen, Cena fans hurt.
2: Anybody who loves John Cena, kiss it. This was well deserved, dude. The tears, yes, <laughs> the tears. But if, imagine if I had toilet paper in my hand.
1: But I'm, you know what? Though I'm sure, all out of kayfabe at this point, I'm sure that John Cena was willing to put Bray over. I think he knew he was a star, and that he maybe he made the mistake of not doing it then. So he's like, ah, you know what? I owe this dude the favor. I'll come back and do that. It was perfect. It was cinematic. It was great. I love how they set this one up. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that, or were you good?
2: No, I was good. I, 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 This this was just summing up everything. This, This whole match, which wasn't even really a match, was summing up everything that I was trying
1: to explain to people who love John Cena. Now I'm gonna hop here into what Rob said. Uh, some people brought up a good point. D, what was better, Firefly Funhouse or the Graveyard match for you? For me, it's gonna be
2: Firefly Funhouse.
1: Oh, I'm going Graveyard. I think the Graveyard I'll still laugh at that shit talking forever. Well, for for me, the the, the Funhouse is they're neck and neck. Like there's trust me, there's well, no well, like
2: yeah, no, they're neck and neck. Like if, if I'm if I'm talking like based off of a match, yes, the Graveyard was oh, better. Yeah, the Boneyard match was better, but Oh, I said graveyard, excuse me. I'm sorry. Boneyard, <laughs> the Boneyard. The Boneyard was better. But as far as putting a story across and bringing something to light that always happens with certain people, this was my favorite because the you 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 know my
1: history with John Cena. I've never liked John Cena, period. Not mad at it, bro. Uh, let us let's, let's wrap this up though here. Let's read some of the comments from the chat. Chris DeZuba said after that great boneyard match, they give us this hot garbage. Ugh I disagree, Chris. I thought this was great. PR Nightmare says the boneyard match was A plus plus. Firefly Funhouse was A plus, though.
2: Okay, I can I can I can go with that. I can, I, go.
1: I can go with that too. That's a good take, PR. Uh Prince Rockstar said Vince gets heated over WCW. Uh, Rob said, "'Cause Cena, like the NWO, never did shit for any up-and-coming talent and did everything in their power to make sure they stayed over." And he's talking about himself in that. R-Dub says he's torn on this. I want to hear your thoughts, Rdub. dub Uh, great person, horrible wrestler, PR Nightmare said, "'DDP was the only person to get over on the NWO's dime, and he was pushing 40. Even Goldberg was ruined by Nash, ending the streak, and Sting was always made to look like an idiot.'" Rob, we may have to bring you on for a WCW show, bro. He's you, got, you got some stuff on your chest about these guys. Right. Larry Johnson in the house. What's up, Larry? He said, I'm a Cena fan, but I'm not uh, kissing nothing. <laughs> no, I just think a lot of Cena fans thought John Cena deserved to win here. And I was like, dude, why are you guys so mad? Like, it's Bray Wyatt's time. The Fiend character is over. No matter what you say at the end of the day, like, that's... But
2: the, but the question is, why do you why do you feel like he deserved to win?
1: What was the reasoning? right. Uh arda Boneyards, hands down. I'm with I'm with Arda on that one. Uh C Nation can suck ass. It's it's a big divide. Listen, if you guys are John Cena fans, you know since the beginning of time. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. You hear it all the there's a it's there's a split crowd on how you feel about Cena. Uh Brian Kavanaugh just wrote Cena the goat. I don't know if he's playing or not. <laughs> uh, a lot of people love him though. Yeah. And yeah, I think Jeremy Harris is writing, get over it, or he's telling someone to get over. But I give this an A+. Plus, though. I thought this was well done by both guys. Not mad at it. Uh, yes, I knew it was get over it. And Y2K said that he was fine with Wyatt winning. Let's talk about the WWE title match real quick. Brock Lesnar defends the WWE title against Drew McIntyre. Now, I've been a big Drew fan since he was the chosen one. Drew McIntyre got dealt a bad hand with that 3MB crap. No offense to 3MB, but Drew was always better than that, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, is it crazy that Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal left and came back and they became champion, but Heath Slater, who stayed, didn't? Right. Jinder never should have won that. That's another rant for another day. <laughs> he never should have won that. But this was a, a different match. Brock Lesnar came in here, and last year at WrestleMania 35, I did not think he was going to lose. He lost in quick fashion to Seth Rollins. Where are we going to see it again this year? They've been calling Drew McIntyre a bitch. Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar. I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. The match starts off with the claymore kick. But then immediately after that, Brock moves out of the way and Drew goes to Suplex City, uh, and I don't know if you just wrote that in there. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, Drew ends up kicking out of what? what was this? An F five at a one count. They make Drew look really strong in this. Yes. You don't get you don't get a lot of that. Um, I don't know, dude. You can't be mad at it. I saw someone write, "Don't hinder gender." You cut it out. Um I see Larry Johnson still in the chat. Larry, what did you think of this match, brother? I want to hear your thoughts on this one too. Um He kicked out at one. Drew looked strong. Were you worried at this point for Drew? No. Not at not at this point. Not at this point. <laughs> so he kicks out and then we saw multiple F fives. How many did he hit him with, you think? Three? Four. Three, gotta, four? Go four. So were you worried then? Like, at what F5 were you worried? Like, the third one? I was worried at, like, the third one. (laughs) They they do so many of these, like, different things, dude. Like, where people just keep getting hit with F5s. You're just like, dude, are you going to not kick out finally? I don't know. I feel like this match has been overdone since WrestleMania 33 with Goldberg-Brock. Like, the whole quick match thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Stop doing this shit. Give me a match. Exactly. And, and these guys kind of did, though. They, yeah. they built up the, the anticipation. Because we were looking at the time like, dude, there's no way.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I was thinking this was going to have to go to 11 because the the, uh, the Firefly Funhouse. So I'm like, yo, you're going way past the time now. So it's like, is this going to 11 o'clock?
1: Like <laughs> Brian Kavanaugh said he Slater needs to uh, juice up to the gills to win the title and complete the 3MB title trilogy. You know what? I'm all for that. If he does it, stop it. <laughs> No juicing. We don't believe in that anymore. Shit kills you. Anyway. Carlos Stanton believes in it. We're not talking baseball. <laughs> we're not. Don't disrespect the Yankees, all right? <laughs> so afterwards, Drew ends up catching him with mad claymore kicks. I think it was like three. He gets he goes for a pin, right? And then Brock kicks out again.
2: Was it three? Hold on. I'm dude.
1: saying to the initial pen, then he kicked oh, yeah, out. Yeah. And then Drew went for two more. And one, two, three. Drew McIntyre wins the title. Like that was honestly the match. Like I gave you play by play everything that happened. Almost. Yeah,
2: yeah. That that's that's kind of how I expected it to go. I was looking for a little bit more, but that's kind of how I expected it to happen. You know, it, it 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 did what it was supposed to do. I I still kind of would have liked them to drag it out just a little bit, get a little bit more technical. But
1: yeah, shout out to Rob in the chat. He's still giving a breakdown on the John Cena NWO thing. How Cena is the NWO. Um, let's see. Larry Johnson comes back. Uh, thank you for writing back, Larry. He said, I wish Drew's moment was live, but uh, I love seeing him win the title. I'm with you on that, brother. That was a good moment. But the the match was eh. I think people are just tired of those quick matches a little bit. I mean, we gave this a B, too, for it. It's what it is at this point. Um, when Brock kept hitting them F5s, Y2K said they had him shook as well. Uh, there were five total moves in the match, uh, in the top two championship matches. Spear, running power slam, claymore, suplex, F5, WTF, Rob wrote. Four F5s, four claymores, like four spears, and four slams. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, no, he, I, he did he hit five? He hit five claymores, I thought, because he did the four. No, fourth. no,
2: because he hit, he hit the one, the one in the beginning,
1: and then there was. Um, another one. Another one. Did he hit three back-to-back after? He hit three back-to-back. That's why. I apologize. Then it was four. Thank you for correcting me on that. Yeah, because uh, he, he, right. he,
2: he hit him with that, and then uh, he reversed it, turned it into a, um, uh Irish whip. Boom. Claymore kick. Knocked him down. Brock got back up. Another Claymore kick. Uh, Brock
1: got back up to his knees. That was the last one there. Right, R-Dub said we had a bet the match would be over under eight minutes, came in at six and a half minutes. Ooh. Yeah, I think that they're just having Brock kind of like power through a lot of these matches. But, um... Well, I mean, I think, I think Brock knows and everybody else knows Brock can't go longer than... No, I think he can. I think he just chooses not to. I think Brock is very smart. Ever since he hurt himself on that shooting star press, Brock's like, you know, I'm not doing all this shit. Like, look, we're going to do this, this, and this. This is what everybody wants to see. That's what they get, and then we're out. That's true. Well, yeah, because, I mean. Where's my money bag? Right. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, I just didn't want to see uh, another um,
1: shellacking like uh, John Cena got. Peace. Just saying. So, we give this one a B. Now, here comes the overall grade, and I want the live chat to give theirs. No thumbs up, no thumbs down. A, B, C, D, or F. Add your pluses and minuses where you want. What was your overall letter grade, excuse me, for WrestleMania? 36. Performance center. No crowd. One of the weirdest WrestleManias in history is going to probably go down as. Um, Is this the worst WrestleMania of all time? No. I don't think so either. No. No wrestlemania 11 you still got that shit (laughs) all right so i don't want to hear that. a show with no people was better than that shit in connecticut all right shout out to uh lt too, (laughs) laura's taylor i didn't think his match was even that bad that card just sucked dude i don't know i hated wrestlemania 11 so much a lot of people give nine some crap i think nine deserves a little bit more love than it gets but anyway, WrestleMania 11 is my least favorite. So you so this isn't the worst Mania. No, this is not the worst Mania. It's towards the bottom half, maybe. Well, no, I wouldn't say that either. I think this is the middle of the pack maybe. I wish to, it, it would be different if there was a crowd, so this is so hard to gauge. Yeah, I would say like our grade I think is based on circumstances.
2: Yeah. I I would say this is uh I want to say this is just above average
1: uh brock goes longer than uh with smaller men uh rduk wrote or roman reigns uh they gotta stop jobbing lesnar out to mid carters brian says uh pr says braun and drew are champions i'm happy uh jake who just joined us in the chat jake what's going on welcome brother uh if you haven't man please feel free to subscribe uh and anyone in the live chat he said i give wrestlemania 36 a c grade I respect it. I'm not mad at it either. Uh, R Dub says that he will go night one B, night two B. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Harris says A minus. Ooh, that's a high. Oh. You know what? He he retracted that. He retracted that comment. I'm going to be fair to him because I just saw it. PR Nightmare says B. Y2K says B minus. This WrestleMania weekend, given the circumstances, gets a solid B minus from me. Larry Johnson says B minus. Prince Rockstar says C minus. Jared Simmons, Jared, what's going on, brother? I didn't give you a shout out. So, uh, Jared Simmons said C plus, night one. Brian Cav says C, night two C plus, uh, PR Nightmare B minus. R Dub says middle of the road. Uh, Jake says he loves nine. Yeah, I, I think nine's better. Listen, nine's probably second worst because of everything in it. We, we, I'll save that for another time. I think I reviewed it on someone else's podcast with them. But, yeah, to me, 11 still the worst. Uh, Prince Rockstar says WrestleMania 36 sucks. It's with WrestleMania 32 in that area. Uh, Firefly and Boneyard saved this for me. That, I think those A-pluses were huge saviors, in my opinion, oh, for definitely. this. Uh, Rob says this was better than last year's Mania. Take out Kofi's moment. WrestleMania 35 is bottom 10. Uh, Jeremy Harris is going with B- for it. It will be remembered for five things. R dub says. He says the boneyard match, Firefly Funhouse, Charlotte's golden shovel, KO off the WrestleMania sign, and Drew's first of many title wins. I can I can I can agree with that. Jesus says seven out of ten okay. for him. All right. Okay. Uh okay. And PR said he gave it a B minus. He pressed the wrong button before he finished. And he said, and Jesus says tonight's show was over yesterday's show. I agree. I think yeah. re- night two was better than one, in my opinion. Night night one had some things that saved it. But night two was better as a complete package. Yeah. Uh, overall, grade D, you still good with this? Yep. We're saying that. We're going to go B. Yep, definitely a B. B. I think that the what was good was great. What was like what you expected to be good was really good. And what was eh was all right. And there were a couple matches that delivered out of nowhere. Like we said, the SmackDown Live uh, women's. Uh, I said SmackDown Live. Excuse me. That show's dead. Yeah. Uh, the SmackDown Women's 5-Way. I thought that match delivered. That, that uh, did deliver. I'm trying to see what else. Uh, Ziggler and Otis gave a great effort for what that was. Uh, Rollins KO gave me a little more than I expected. I got to give them some props. And all of this is around the circumstances as well. I'm not saying that this is perfect. Not at all. Is this gonna be my top five favorite Manias of all time? No. Hell no. Uh, <laughs> you're not. You're not getting above. You're not getting that WrestleMania 17, 19 talking territory. No. <laughs> not in my opinion. But this was all right for what it was. But what makes WrestleMania weekend special is hanging out with your friends, which a lot of people didn't get to do. But I'm happy that I got to hang out with everyone in the live chat. You guys are the best, dude. Everything pro wrestling, when I invest money, time to get songs done, check out the song by Montese too, guys. If you guys don't listen to the audio form of the podcast, check it out. I know that I'll have the song Split on this uh, episode for this one. But well worth it. I think Montese did a banger of a job uh, talking about how we're about pro wrestling every day, everything pro wrestling, a show by the fans for the fans. It's not just like a line. It's kind of what I base the show around. Have to have some fan interaction at some point and say what you guys think about the show as well. I know that may not bode well for some people and liking what I have to say about it, but I want to hear what the fans think about things. Right,
2: exactly, yeah. You know... Everybody, just you know, stay safe. We appreciate y'all coming in. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in the chat and ladies, uh, whoever's in the chat doesn't matter who you are. We we really appreciate what you're doing. Um, well, I, I appreciate what you're doing for my best friend here because this is something that he that he wanted to do, and he got my full support. And I appreciate you guys for coming in for supporting him.
1: Thank you guys so much for uh, everything that you do for everything Pro Wrestling. Like I said, if you haven't, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Help a brother out. Uh, We need more people part of this. Uh, The best way to spread the word about everything Pro Wrestling is word of mouth. Great wrestling fans like yourselves. Get more people in here, man. We could always use more people. I want more people to join the, uh, the talking points. And I want to get more people on the shows and everything else. So Tuesday, we're going to be talking more video games with Brian Williams. If you want to learn more about SVR 08, 09, and 10. um, If you guys didn't know on Twitter, Brian Williams revealed that Brock Lesnar was supposed to be in SmackDown vs. Raw 06. His model was scanned and there were rumors of him coming back. But he had to be pulled out because the contract negotiations fell through. Did not know that. These are the kind of tidbits you are getting on the video game podcast with Brian Williams. So make sure you guys tune into that. Also, Wednesday, we will be back with our AEW Dynamite review after the live stream. Uh, we look forward to talking. I felt like we haven't talked AEW. It's only been less than a week, but I feel like we haven't talked it in a while. Uh, we've got the TNT Championship Tournament coming up for that new title. Well, I,
2: th- I think it's just because of uh, WrestleMania weekend. It just seemed like we were gearing up for that after... Dynamite. So it was like that. That
1: week on, it was just like, oh crap. Mm. And it looks like our dub saying that it rained all weekend in Tampa. Maybe this was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Uh, also, they already said that Tampa's going to get WrestleMania 38, 39, or forty. So Tampa's basically owed a WrestleMania. And hey, I think that's fair. That is fair. That's, that's fair, fair for the people of Tampa. You can't. You
2: can't. You can't hold, you can't hold
1: the current uh, situation on them. Yeah. Yeah. We can't say that word. Or we'll get demonetized. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for tuning into Everything Pro Wrestling. You guys are the best fan base out there and this show is by you for you. So make sure you guys keep tuning into Everything Pro Wrestling. We'll see you on Tuesday to talk on the podcast. Peace.
0: be day pro wrestling they can never be you listen to the podcast for the people the best show that's here so listen in let the knowledge begin the opinions the lesson yes by the fans uh. for the fans uh. not many in this can understand uh this is the podcast to show you who I am, uh Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans, uh Please listen every day to the showcase The opinions and knowledge that anyone can take Showing you how it is done Proving I am number one What a legend becomes This is now my time to show you that I am here, uh. This podcast just to make it loud and clear, uh By the fans, uh For the fans, uh